one of the best ways to receive from God is to always behave like you don't know what he's saying. Because God's communication is not only the information. When God is speaking, he does not only speak cognitively. He also speaks the language of light or illumination. Sometimes when God speaks to you, it might be something you already know, but it lights up something in your spirit and you see something you did not see before. So receiving, like the Bible says, with meekness and grafted word of God is very important. It helps us to encounter light. And it is that that makes the difference. You see, that's what makes the difference. Knowledge puffs up. In your head, you can think you know many things, but knowledge puffs up, like the Bible says. Uh -huh. So it's very important that you understand um, everything that we've talked about. You know, first of all, you are the CEO of your life. Yesterday, while we were talking concerning budgeting, there was a scripture I showed, Luke chapter 14, verse number 28. Now, this is um, a very important scripture that Jesus uh, uh, brought out, and it, he talks about budgeting in it. Today, um, I don't know if I'll be able to go that deep, but I'll talk a little about what we call the high-line budgeting and low-line budgeting. Jesus says, for which of you intending to build a tower, sitteth not down first, counted the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it. So three things you see there, sitting down, counting, and sufficiency. Because what the guy is beginning with, um, the guy going to build a tower, Jesus is saying, so which of you, if you're going to build a tower, he says, first of all, is intention. What you have there is intention. Now, intention is somewhat immaterial. You see? So that's immaterial. But um, the process that he now takes you through to getting it done, he first of all says, sit not down first. So these are things that you can do because you have an intention. Come on now. You have, because you have an intention. So I have an intention of giving a million dollars. All right? So he now begins to tell you what to start doing. You know, sitting, sitting down is me. Nobody will sit down for me. All right? Counting the cost is me. Nobody will count the cost of me. Whether I have sufficient to finish it is not directly me. That's where God comes in. Because there is supply. It now comes to supply. And we have the word of God concerning supply in Christ. You see, so, so when it comes to sufficiency, I can go to God. But the ones that involve me is sitting down and counting the cost. So you will see three things firmly explained in this that will apply in one time when Jesus wanted to see a supernatural hand in his father. Now, the things I'm teaching you, number one, don't think you are too young to, to apply. Because sometimes people think, when I start working, I'll use it. No. Don't think you are too young to apply, number one. And number two, don't think you don't earn enough to apply. Oh, but say my, my, my salary is 300 Ghana CD. Doesn't matter. See, doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. So, 
Over here, you see, first of all, it was, there's a vision, which is an intention to build a tower. You see, that one is immaterial. That is the plan, uh, what, what we have on the, on, the, on the paper. It's like a plan to have or to um, maybe build something, you know, do something for my company, maybe build an office complex for my company. It's an intention. Where you are with the vision and um, the actualization of the vision, Jesus said it will take three steps. It will take sitting down first. It will take counting the costs. And it will take sufficiency. Now, sitting down first is an organizational term. That's what he said first. Counting the cost is an administrative term. Sufficiency is a spiritual phenomenon. So, in the financial life of a Christian, he still has to observe order or organization. Then observe his spiritual advantage. Then also observe administration. I'm not talking to a business person. Your, your life is already a business. One day I was lying in my room. I usually like to, I read lying down. I pray lying down. I, I, a lot of the time I like to lie down. I listen to message lying down. One day God spoke to me. He said, you will gain more in your life if you sit down. Go and buy a desk and a chair. Write it down. Sit down first. Pam, pam. So you see something. Now, Jesus says this, teaches this. Did he ever apply it? Luke chapter 9, verse 12. And when they began to wear away, then came the twelve and said unto him, Send the multitude away that they may go into the towns and country roundabout and lodge and get victuals, for we are here in a desert place. But he said unto them, Give ye them to eat. And they said, We have no more but five loaves and two fishes. I know some of you know this story. Story of the 5,000. Jesus feeds 5,000 people. The details are in there. Nothing just happens. You see, the Christian is handicapped by observing what does not pertain to him. He, all the secrets are in the scripture, but he is trying to go by the world's rules. So he fights in an unfamiliar territory and he's beaten. He's always playing away. And you know how hostile the environment can be when you are playing away in football? Always playing on unfamiliar territory, comparing himself with the people of the world. But your advantages are in scripture. Okay. But he said unto them, give you to eat. And they said, we have no more but five loaves and two fishes, except we should go and buy meat for all these people. Verse 14. For they were about 5,000 men. And he said unto the disciples, make them sit down. Jesus didn't say, bread, multiply. He said, first thing, if we, if we are going to see the power of God multiply this bread, this supply, same principle, sit down first. Make them sit down by 50s in a company, organization, or order. Not prayer. Some of you, what you need to go and do is to organize your life. You know, like I said, sometimes people think that when it comes to things like this, it's not really them. Because, for example, if we talk about, if I start talking about saving now, people think my money is not enough. It's not, your money is enough. Okay, I'll come there. Verse 15. He said, make them sit down and come in. And they did so and made them all sit down. Verse 16. Then he took the five loaves and the two fishes. And looking up to heaven, he blessed them and break it and gave the disciples to set before the multitude. 
What do you see over there? There's spiritual advantage, there's sufficiency now. Jesus knows that I have organized now. Let me invoke the spiritual. Let me invoke my spiritual advantage. He now invokes his spiritual advantage because he has been able to organize or he has been able to put in order. All right, go ahead. And they did eat and were all filled and, and there was taken up fragments that remained to them 12 baskets. Administration, counting. How did they know it was 12? How did they know it was 12 until it is... One of the things administration does, I'll talk about these three things in a bit. One of the things administrative that administration always reveals the details. So, for example, you, you have a dream that one day you will have a big company and you will be a major CEO. Yet you cannot be the CEO of your own life. What did God tell the, 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 the deacon? He said, the deacon who's, who is not able to rule his own house. He said, she cannot rule the house of God. So God is able to mirror what you do in a big company by what you are doing with your life. So a lot of people, when it comes to budgeting, don't realize that in these three things, all right, first of all, when you are entering a new month, he said in the book of Psalm 90, he said, teach us to number our days. He said, so that we apply our heart unto wisdom. So new month is not for new status. I'm talking about WhatsApp status. Happy new month, happy new. That's not what it is for. He says, when there are numbers to days, he said, what it allows you to do that helps you to apply your heart unto wisdom. So when you're entering a new month, CEO of Brother Charles Limited, which is your life, you're supposed to sit down first. Okay, it's a new month. That's organization now. You're organizing yourself now. It's a new month. Then you go to the high line budgeting. What is my expectation for finances this month? Anything you don't pay attention to, you will never have it. Check your life. When you paid attention to losing weight, you lost weight. When you paid attention to going to the gym, you, 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 you began to form muscle. Anything you pay attention to, you will excel in it. So you begin a new month because budgeting is never big. Because, oh, I want to do this. Budgeting is never big. When you come to budgeting, you have to have a time frame. And I talked about it yesterday. I said within a time frame. In the definition I give you for budgeting, I said within, I said budgeting simply means to create a priority and a sequester in spending from a particular pace and within a specific time frame. There's a time frame to your budget. Now, this, this uh, definition is actually for low-line budgeting. I'm talking about expenditure more in this particular definition. But budgeting goes beyond that. Budgeting actually can go into projection. You can budget money that is not with you because you are projecting probably into your sales or how what you will do to get money. So you start a month and you need a discipline to do it. If you are not ready for fi financial uh, greatness, you, you just forget it. You have to set up in the beginning of the month, all right, Starting off with sitting down first, then counting. 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 That's where counting will now come in. What are you going to count? You're going to first of all do an appraisal of the previous month. In the previous month, what was how much was your tithe? Because some people, because they don't pay attention to these things, they don't realize how um, their tithes have vacillated through the months. So they don't even know that they are not making progress. They are just living life like an animal world. January, my tithe was 100 cities. February, my tithe was 150. Then 
This, you will not know when you are living your life. But it is, if you have written it down and you have a counting system where you write where you, what time to give, what Sunday, and at the end of the month, you calculate it together. If you have that in place, it will reveal it for you, to expose it to you. That's what administration does. Administration exposes the details. It's administration that reveals waste. So, as the guy is there, January, 100 cities tight. February, 150 cities tight. March, he gave 30 cities tight. But you see, um, the mind is not built to carry this information. Like somebody rightly said, the shortest pain remembers more things than the sharpest brain. Why? Once you write it, it's written. So by March, it was 30 cities tight. April, it was 40 cities tight. May, it was 90 cities tight. June, it was 91 cities tight. When you bring out the sheet in July, you realize that what happened in March and April? Then it will now take you to March and April. What happened? Maybe I did not sell enough. Maybe I did not do enough. You see, now, what will now happen? You have first, first of all sat down first. You have counted the costs. So, July, what, will, that, what will, will happen is that now you are going to project into July. It will stare your feet. This July, I'm giving 500 cities tight. Then, your faith is stared. Without a target, there's no faith. Because what people do with, with their life is, is like pay as you go. You know, ah, it is, it is, uh, uh, it's, uh, 200 cities, that's what I got. It's 50 cities, that's what I got. I'm giving what I got. You can choose that life. One time I was teaching some leaders about the Moses kind of leaders and the David kind of leaders. Who are the Moses kind of leaders? They were the spies, 12 spies. They go and see their land. Is giant though. They are reporters. Their land is plenty giant. We did not know what to do. And when they go, they, if, you, if you ever rebuke the Moses kind of leaders, they'll say, ah, but that is what we saw. That is what we got. Why are you telling me to give? That is, this is what I have. And this is what the tithe I have. The David kind of leaders will meet, one Adino will meet a ton of people so I can take them. David kind of leader, they solve problems. Moses kind of leaders, they give reports. When I went to their place, this is the sales we made. If you do this at the beginning of every month and at the end of every month, and I'm not asking for too much. I'm not saying sit on your life every day. Sit on it at the beginning of every month and at the end of every month. You will gain so much. So as you're entering the, 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 the month, you are projected. Now it will change your prayer. Now you see that you are making, you have specific requests in prayer because when you are specific with God, it's also specific with you. Now you see that your faith is targeted at something. No, God bless me. No, your faith is targeted at something. This year, I'm going to make this. This year, I'm going to make this. I'm going to read someone's testimony to you. Quite a long testimony. Thank you so much, sir. Your teaching today at the beginning just confirmed something that Spirit God taught me last year. I know the person. From about two years ago, I had a target of earning. Look at this. I had a target of earning 100,000 Ghana CD a month. As at that time, I was only about 3 to 4K. But after I started listening to you, the Holy Ghost also told me to write this amount and put it in my wallet. Somewhere last year, I got to about 15 to 30K after listening to you. I do remote jobs, so I started combining them, but I still couldn't get to the 100K because that one, then he put an emoji. You can imagine. But then in July last year, 
The Spirit of God told me to aim to give 100,000 January this year after you started taking the talking on first fruits. Now, this guy wants to earn 100,000 every, every, every month. He starts pushing his faith, pushing the now The Holy Spirit gives him the key. Give it first, which is the smartest thing ever. Now, now you will see where saving comes in. Four things. I'll continue the testimony. Four things. How to make money is different from how to keep money. That's also different from how to multiply money. And there's also different from how to distribute money. Some people know how to make money. They don't know how to keep money. Money is a school. I said you don't have to be rich. If you are waiting for magic, happy days. Some people know how to keep money, but they don't know how to multiply money. If you give them money, they will just keep it for you. They don't know how to multiply money. Some people do also know how to give money. He said, by certain, uh, uh, he said um, give the 100,000 January this year after I started talking on first fruits. From October last year to about March this year, I contributed and gave the amount. I pledged in January, 50K and 50K. So he gave his 100K. He saved, that's what he's saying. He saved and he was able to give his 100K. Pastor, like magic. Immediately I gave this. I had two more combined remote roles that I never thought I could have at this stage. Now total amount a month I get is around 140 to 170,000 or 180, depending on exchange rates. And I work with many global projects across different global organizations. And even now, some are still calling me for interviews, although my calendar is very full. I just wanted to mention it because it just explains what you really said. When I gave, it positioned me for these roles and even more that, that I never thought I could get. I wasn't even thinking it. Now, the target I wrote in my wallet two years ago has even come to pass and even more, more than a dream. The Spirit of God has given me a new target now and I'm praying into it. This week's teaching are so inspiring and insightful. Thank you so much, sir. And the budgeting and all. I have an Excel sheet I started using since the last two years when I started listening to you. Thank you so much, sir. These are confirming what I was doing but wasn't so sure. All right. When I gave my first 100,000 Ghana City, I saved it up for almost three months. From that day, I gave that money. That was it. But you see, look at the guy's testimony. Because that just explains everything. First of all, he has a job. <laughs> He's working. Then he starts applying the script, the, the principles. He starts applying the principles. You see, when it comes to things like this, money, and all those things. Because the laws are different. God doesn't have to tell you anything. If you are content with your 3K a month, no problem. If you are content with your 1K a month, no problem. All right. So, go and sit down first. July is coming. Once you enter the month, sit down. I said, get a desk and a chair. Go and check. I don't think I have a picture of it. When I was living with my parents, I had a desk and a chair. I bought it at Melcom. The, the, the day I moved into this office, my office with the, you know, the, 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 my, my big desk, my uh, rolling chair and everything. When I got in, I remembered. I bought a desk and a chair, put it in one corner of my room. So, 
God is checking for the small things. A desk in a chair. Sit down first and start doing accounting. Start taking inventory. That's what it's called. You start taking inventory. Jesus talked about it. He said, I saw I went for to sow. He said, when he slept, he said, men came to put. He said, while men slept, he came to sow tests among them. What Jesus said was that, allow it to grow. He said, at the end, the reapers will come to separate. It's called inventory. Will come to separate. Will come and count. Oh, we have 100 wheat. And we, this one have 50 tests. Budget. Begin the month. Be serious with your life. If it comes to money, prayer is not enough. I just showed you. Jesus did not just take the bread and start praying. He said, first of all, organize them in 50s before I pray. Organize your life at the beginning of the month before you start praying. Because by the time you realize that, hey, this month, I did not, I did not, um, you know, you said, ah, this month, I did not give. I did not give. My finances were bad, so, so bad this month. Then you see, then you will now, it will now inspire you. Oh, maybe I should call a fasting prayer for concerning my tithes. I should call a fasting prayer concerning my finances. In the office, I do the same thing. When a certain part, because people think that when you are a pastor, church office is like we are, it's vibes. It's not vibes. I vibe. Most of you go to work Monday to Friday. I work Sunday to Sunday. And they don't, sometimes they don't know what work. Think that we are, we are, I'm praying. No, it's not vibes. It's, it's work. And there's no time it closes. The staff will tell you. We don't close. You come here, you come and see me here. Okay, you are in your house. I'm here. I'm working. And a preaching is just a little fraction of the work. What I'm doing now is just a little fraction of the work. When I look at a certain department in the office and the department is going down in performance, then I know what to do. Last week, there was a department, very important department that is going down in performance. I ask questions. Well, how, how will I be able to ask questions until I have sat down and I have checked what is going on? So, and I, I call for prayer and fasting for them. So every night they were coming, the department were coming to pray. Every evening, poof, that week, we saw a difference. And I said, no, if we, if, if we, if we were able to do this and we saw a difference, then let's continue with it till we're able to make a permanent change. The things you learn in church, they are not to puff up your head. They are for application in every, every sphere of your life. They are for your dominion. They are for your advantage. Somebody says, sit down first. You have to sit down on your life. You have to do it monthly, then quarterly, then yearly. So when we talk about order, sitting down first, that, you know, Today I was having a conversation with Pastor Claude and we we're talking about something. Every time in the scripture, look at Jesus, for example, he sits the people in 50s and then he prays. Then there's, there's a abundance and everybody is able to eat. The same with Elijah. He arranged 12 stones before he calls the fire. You can see that nothing just happens. Things are set first in motion, then things happen. The same thing you see in the book of Genesis. These are generations, uh, Genesis chapter 2 from, from verse 1. Genesis chapter 2, verse 1. Thus the heavens of the earth were finished and all the hosts of them stood. And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had made and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. Verse 3. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it he had rested from all his work which God created and made. Can you imagine God is working? Yeah. All right, verse 4. 
These are the generation, that's what I wanted to read. These are the generation of the heavens and the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Verse 5. And every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew. But the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. So God did not release the rain because there was no manager. Let me tell you, you think you don't get enough money. It is because God has seen you have no organization. So he's not sending you money. See? So order. So there are some things you have to put first in order concerning your finances. And these are some of the things that I started talking about. Listen, don't play with paying your debts. Let me show you something. Proverbs 21. Proverbs 21, verse 12. The righteous man wisely considered the house of the wicked, but God overthrew the wicked for their wickedness. Verse 13, he says, Whoso stoppeth his ears at the cry of the poor, he also shall cry himself, but shall not be heard. Now, I'm just, I pick a principle here that something can stop your prayer and frustrate your prayer. Just pick a principle here. When you go to 1 Peter chapter 3, he talks about the man giving honor to the wife. He said, so that your prayers will not be hindered. So something can hinder your prayer. Some things fight some people's financial life. One of it is owing people and spending money. Because you have stopped your ears to the cry. The, who is a poor person? I was, I, a poor person is not necessarily who doesn't, who doesn't have money. The poor person is someone who has need of money. So even if the person has one billion and you are owing him and he needs the money, at that point in time, you have stopped your ear to his cry. He said, you to your prayer will not be heard. You also don't have financial liberation. Pay your debts. In the world, one time I was reading an article in, by, by Wells Fargo. We were talking about this is a Babylonian system. They say, pay yourself first. When you make money, pay yourself first. Pay yourself first. Don't do it. Pay your debts if there are any. Because that is a question of love. It's a, it's, a, it's a matter of love. The moment you are not paying your debts, you are not walking in love. Book of Romans. Chapter 13. You see, so you see verse number 8. Owe no man anything but to love one another. You say, owe no man anything. But love one another, for he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. So it's a question of love. Is you Don't owe anybody. Love one another. Pay your debts. I said, even if it is in bits, start paying. Even if it is in bits, start. The mistake many people make is that it's selfishness. Why? They think their problem is more legit than the... Do you understand? He thinks that his problem is more serious than you who want to collect your money. Are, are you getting it? So he's, he's thinking of himself. He's thinking of himself. So he doesn't care about you who's come for your money. He pay, pay your debt. The cry of the people are going to God. The people you are owing, their cry is going to God. So, with, with, within your heart, first of all, you have, once you have a decision to pay, trust me, funds will start coming to you to pay. Yes. You will just realize that money is coming in some, from some places. Then you said, as you are paying in bits, money will keep coming. You'll be paying because God does not want you to owe. And when you pray, talk to God about it. Lord, I have to pay this. I have to pay this. And don't pay a loan with a loan. 
That's one of the order. The next one, this was for, you know, the next one is you are a business owner. You have employees. Pay your employees before you even pay yourself. Pay your employees. I can stand here. I can stand here. I have about 30 people on my payroll every month. About 30 people on my payroll every month in the staff community. I can stand here and say it over here. I'm not owing one staff. One. One. Hey, staff, I don't want anybody's money. Colossians 4. It, these things cause frustration in the lives of business owners. They don't know. Masters, give unto your servants that which is just and equal, knowing that you also have a master in heaven. <laughs> what is he saying? Don't mafia somebody, you can be mafiaed. <laughs> See, if don't hire people beyond the, your capacity, your company capacity, so that, for example, like as a, as a pastor, it doesn't matter that. <laughs> One time I was telling Pastor Claude something. I said, Pastor, Pastor Claude, I said, of course, I know they are all wonderful people. I said, the staff, I said, I said, it doesn't matter how much they love me. If I don't pay them for three months, they will stop believing my prophecy. Well, if your prophecy works, pay us. <laughs> Nobody talks to you roughly like somebody you are owing. Remember the day you were taking the money. All both of you were laughing. <laughs> both of you were laughing. Then the person now sends you a message. The time has elapsed. Bro. <laughs> My money. When you go pay him, you see, the, the relationship has been strained. When there's pressure on you, transfer the pressure to God. He said, cast your cares upon him, for he cares. See, sometimes we don't believe the Bible. That's the reason why there's pressure on us, and the next thing we are going to a friend to borrow money. Because sometimes we also think that God is slow. Cast your cares, for he cares. Pay your employees. Today I pay June salary. I've paid. You start reflecting the account from tomorrow. Me, I have paid. These things cause problems in the lives of employees, employers. Don't do it. Because some of your staff, obviously a workman is worthy of his wages. Some of your staff, if you think the person's work does not warrant, have an administrative structure that will bring it out, then point it out to him. The, the the punishment that is due, you make it whether to reduce the salary. Uh, I, I, one, there's a statement Pastor Chris made just recently. He said, I don't joke with my work. Anybody who jokes with his work will not have money. That is the truth. I don't joke with my work. I'm, I'm going through some of the things we've talked about. When you start a business, another thing I'll just, when I don't, you start a business, all right? Whether you're starting a business or you're working in a company, let me tell you, let a good name be more important to you than the money you are receiving. Sometimes the reason why people have bad work ethic is because they are not thinking of the name. You sold a bad thing to a customer. What you don't know is that you have blocked every other sale you could have made in the future. Are you seeing? You have blocked every other sale you could have made in the future because you don't know the power of referrals. You don't know the power of recommendation. It's because you have underestimated the power of men. God will bless you, but through the instrument of something called man. 
Jesus prayed over the loaves. It is disciples who shared it. So if you are part of the 50 and you have a problem with Andrew, today is today. <laughs> you understand? Jesus loves you, but Andrew will mafia you. Uh, are you getting it? You have underestimated the power of men can do just anything. In the world, they'll tell you the customer is always right. Man, no be God. Man, no be God. It's true. But God go use man. God go use man. <laughs> Ask anybody who is having any correct business, making money. Somebody could recommend somebody. Let's, let's not lie to ourselves. Somebody told somebody that this person is good. Somebody saw a, a work that was good and recommended. There's always the power of that referral. Men are important. Why are you destroying? You are putting the wrong thing in the market just to make the money. If, if you did not know that your, your, your product was expiring and your, somebody has bought it and the person is complaining about it, the person is complaining about it, you are still keeping the money. Perhaps you are pro probably spending the money already. Once the person complains about it, you have to have good communication skills, then return the money or whatever you do so that you company name. See, what you should protect is a name. God did, after Jesus Christ died, God did not give him money. He gave him a name. In the book of Revelation, one of the highest uh, rewards that were given to him. He said, I will give them a new name. Yeah. I will give them a new name. The man on which the prophecy that God gave Abraham would be established was Jacob. But God says, for this thing to be established, I need to give you a new name. And name is very important. You will do everything in this life. Protect your reputation. Because that's what the devil comes for. When you see uh, maybe a story of a man of God online, what's the devil trying to do? He's, he's targeting the name. He's not targeting anything. He's targeting the name of the man of God. And a lot of times he fails at that. But that is what he wants to do. Any man who is spiritual will take time to be praying. Because you need to, you need to have a good name. A good name. A good name, the Bible says, is better than riches. But you get into the business, you're not thinking of the good name. So you're not thinking of quality. You're not thinking of doing things well. You're not thinking of good customer service. So on, you are thinking of money. And that money comes once and never comes again. But if you have a good name, you can even get some, pro some products or some goods, you know, that the person will not even take money up from because of the name. If someone gives you trust, he put trust in your name. Is your opportunity to build something with that name. Let your boss love you for some of the things I talked about. Your character and your competence. Not just your character. Because you can be a very good guy in the office, but you don't know your job. You will be sacked. You can have a very good uh, uh, knowledge of the job, but you don't have a good character. You will be sacked as well. Have character and have competence. Know your job. And have a good personality. Be a joy to your boss if you work in a company. A good name. Let him want you. To, let him want to carry you everywhere. Can your boss trust you with company safe? No. Let me tell you something. I have no empathy when I hear there's unemployment in Ghana. In Ghana, I have no empathy because business owners ha have gone through some of the most cruel things ever. From employees. Always stealing. And you say, so we don't need church. We need a um, uh, 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 factory. We don't need... Have you seen pipe robbing somebody before? Have you seen pipe pipe robbing somebody before? At gunpoint. It's, it's a rubbish talk. Have you seen light? Light pole. 
Have you seen life for raping somebody before? It is human beings who do it. So unreformed human beings, even in a good country with factory, you will still come back to point one. You come back to the same point. You think prisons can do it? When it comes to the human heart, he said that the, the, the heart of a man is desperately wicked and deceitful above all things. When it comes to the human heart, only God has access. Prison, when people enter prison, some of them, they come out, master, they, 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 because when he was entering, he used to steal only 1,000. When he entered the prison, he now went to meet someone who stole 100,000. So the 100,000 guy teaches him how to, so by the time he comes out, he's worse. Prisons don't reform people. See, so it's so sad. Stealing, stealing. There's no employment in this country. But somebody has gone to a great company, employed you. All of you gang up and steal their money. When I was mentioning some of the things you must have, I talk about reliability, I talk indispensability. Another thing over there is faithfulness. 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 It is men with faithfulness who end up with authority. You see, they end up with authority. Be faithful to your, your, your boss. Be faithful to whoever has given you the responsibility. See, be faithful. Be faithful. And faithfulness is not working like a ghost in the office. Faithfulness is fruitfulness. Look at the Hemiah 7. Let me show you something about faithfulness. Nehemiah 7 verse 1. I said faithful people end up with authority. It's later throughout scripture. You look at Matthew. It says, Thou good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of thy Lord. Then he gave him more cities. He gave him more money. If you see a faithful man, see it thou a man faithful in his business. He says, Now it came to pass when the walls were built, and I had set up the doors, and the porters and the singers, and the Levites were appointed, that I gave my brother Hanani and Hananiah, the ruler of the palace, charge over Jerusalem, for he was a faithful man and feared God above many. Because of his faithfulness, he got the keys. It is faithful men who get the keys. Be stealing. Damage your future. You work with somebody. He should be able to give you his wife. You will not touch him. And say, take care of my wife. Be like Joseph. Faithful man. Faithful man. There's something I saw in the scripture recently. I think it was the account of Daniel. When he came out of the lion's den. Daniel chapter 6. I'll read from verse 20 to 22. Because Daniel was an employee. You have to understand that. He said something when he was thrown in the lion's den. And he was not killed. He said something. He said something to Darius. When I saw it, I said, what a man. What a man. He said, when he came to the, and when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. Because Darius loved Daniel, but the law had been all set, and he didn't know what to do. But he was just hoping that God would save Daniel. And the king spake and said to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God whom thou servest continually able to deliver thee from the lions? Verse 21. Then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. Verse 22, my God had sent his angel and had shut the lion's mouth that they have not hurt me. Why? For as much as before him, innocency was found in me. And also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt. So not just God. <laughs> Why didn't the lions eat me up? He said because of two things. Because before him, I was innocent. And before you, I did not hurt you. Don't hurt your boss. Jesus said, you have not been faithful to another man's own. Who shall give you your own? You have employed somebody. In one year, he wants to be the same with you. Stealing. Don't take their time to grow. See, when you admire the top, don't jump there because it takes capacity to remain there. 
If you have not developed the capacity, the top will kill you. Can you imagine? When uh, David wanted to kill Uriah, he did not kill him. He said, put him in front of the battle. In front of the battle, somebody stands there. <laughs> there are people who stand there. David used a simple principle. Put a man in a place that he doesn't have capacity for. If by the time they announce him, say, you go and stand over there in the battle. If you're a foolish man, you think he has been promoted. He's not been promoted, he's about to be destroyed. They put him in a place. What about Dino? If you put Adino there, would they kill him? They won't kill him. He does not have capacity for where they took him to. And David used that principle to kill him. Don't be in a hurry, grow. See, grow. Don't be in a hurry, grow. There's a lot more you don't know. There's a lot more you don't know. Grow. Hmm. So we talked about budgets. Now, time will not permit me. I couldn't talk about high line budgets and low line budgets because I need to enter some other things. In budgeting, you need to know, you know, in, a, in avoiding waste, you need to know the power of bargaining. I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich. Doesn't mean I'll give you. Book of Proverbs, chapter 20. I'll read it in the TLB. Verse number 14. I'll read in the TLB. As I receive. Utterly worthless, says the buyer, as he haggles over the price. But afterwards, he brags about his baggage. Have you gone to Accra before? Okay, this one. This one. 50 Ghana. What? Never. This. Nothing. Nothing. Says the buyer. But you buy it. And you say, I bargained. You go there, he said, they said, this is 200 Ghana. This. Oh, boss. Don't do that. This one. I have some around my house. <laughs> you see, you have to learn how to bargain. Learn how to bargain. Learn how to bargain without compromising the quality. Bargain. Don't waste the money. You go there, they say, it's 500 Ghana City. Meanwhile, you can get it at, at 150 Ghana City somewhere else. Bargain. Start bargaining. That one alone, I love our mothers. You can even end up dashing it away. <laughs> and sometimes, everything is not money. Sometimes, some things are conversations. Okay, I'm going to give you this so that you can give me this. Sometimes, some things are conversations. You can save a lot of money with that. You can avoid waste with that. Let's go into savings. Deuteronomy 28. I'll talk about savings today. I'll talk about it tomorrow as well. Deuteronomy 28, verse 12. The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven to give the rain unto the, thy land in a season, and to bless all the work of thine hand. And thou shalt lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. Wait, let me check something in the King James for you. 28. Just a second. Hmm. Okay, go to verse 4. I'll read verse... Wait, let me read verse 5. Then I'll read verse 8. Mm. Look at verse 5. Let's look at verse 5. Now, this will teach you a very big lesson. I want you to catch this for life. Blessed shall be... Now, when we say blessed, that means like God's grace, God's blessing. All right? Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. God's blessing also goes to your account. Verse 8. 
The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses. Let me tell you something. Never have a time that there is no money in our account. He said that he shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses. There's a, there's some, there's a power about saving. There's something about saving. Now, this is the problem. Like I said, sometimes when people think they don't have enough, they are not earning enough to save. Nobody is earning enough to save. If you are earning 1,000 CDs a month, I said today I'll give you some percentages. Let me mention two. 10% tight. Depending on what you want to achieve, 20% savings. I said, depending on what you want to achieve, because sometimes you are aiming at something and you need to save more. All right? So you can cut down expenditure, you can manipulate expenditure so you can save more. And sometimes to, um, you can have uh, a situation where expenditure will increase and it will decrease the savings a bit. But you need to have this, the discipline to keep the savings at a certain percentage. You, you save that money in. Um, I don't want to call it an emergency fund, but you need to have an account somewhere in this life, somewhere that there is some money in there. Because he commands his blessing also in the storehouse. I don't make enough money. Open the account first. Because it's not about the money, it's about the principle. What do you think Jesus was keeping a treasurer for? Pastor, and I've talked about this already. I'll, 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 I'll lash it one more time and go. But I have to take care of my parents. I have to take care of my parents. If you use all your money to take care of your parents, crabology, I'm telling you, sometimes it is not yet time. You need to know when it is time for that. It is not yet time. And parents, let me talk, let me talk to you a little. I'll say it. The template given to us in scripture about parents, the Bible didn't say that the Bible didn't say that. Now, I'm not saying don't take care of your parents. I mean, I take care of my parents. I'm just telling you the truth. The Bible didn't say that. What did they say? Let me put it in English. If they, if they take care of you for your teeth to come out, you, to, you take care of them for their teeth to finish. The Bible says a good, a good man, that's what, leaves an inheritance. If there's going to be a life well lived, you should believe. You should rather be living an inheritance. Your, your child should not be starting on zero. But let's say maybe that didn't happen. No problem. He'll take care of you. The Bible says honor your father and mother. So they will honor you. But you should know when they have the strength to honor you. At what time of their life? At what time of their life? The parable of the ten virgins should teach you a very big lesson. The other people had extra oil. The people came to us. They said, we cannot give it to you because if we give it to you, all of us will not go. That was their savings with them. They had their savings. The money finished down. They had their savings with them. I said, look for an account. Have an account somewhere. I said, hey. Pastor, Pastor always tells me, never be found broke. Someone asked, someone asked a question. Okay. Uh, Pastor, what about claiming your account? Is there... Well, you cannot clear your account every week. Shaglanino? Oh, Pastor, I clear my account. I clear my account. The whole year, you clear your account every day. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know what is going on. There are times the Spirit of God will make you do that. To do something. 
Like, for example, like I said, I saved up to give my first 100,000. After I gave it, of course, I, I, I'd come to zero. But I had done the thing I wanted to do, you see. And that launched me to a new level altogether. And I opened more accounts and all the accounts were there. Because he said he will command his blessing upon... I noticed that the more I open accounts, the more money is entering the thing. You don't have storehouses. One account. How much can you put in it? Open more accounts. How much do they charge you to open more accounts? <laughs> at the beginning of the when you are sitting down, at, because you are starting up in a place where you don't have it, you'll be speaking to the accounts. You, this month, you are moving to 10,000. Don't tell him he's moving to 1 million. He doesn't understand 10,000 first. <laughs> the account doesn't know what is called 10,000. You say he's moving to 1 million. The account, and because all these things have intelligence, they are looking, the account is looking at this. What's wrong with this guy? One billion. I've not even eaten. My friend, you tell him. He said, "You, you are moving to one thousand. You, you are moving to thousand four hundred. You, you are moving to this." Then you start speaking in tongues. As you are speaking, because you have targeted your faith, then ideas will start coming. Ideas. This sell this, sell that, sell this, sell that. Do this, do that, because your faith is at work. How can you have faith when you don't have a target? How will your finances move forward? By magic. All your money should not be in Momo. And when you are doing the accounts, accounts for everything, including your airtime, you will see how wise you are. You will see your, your true colors. Add everything. The money you sent to those girls, add it. Add it. You'll be, by the time you do that accounting, You'll be disappointed in yourself. Yeah? You'll be disappointed. And after you're dis- disappointed in yourself, you start making the right decisions. One day I was studying something. I was studying the scripture and I saw something. I said, hey. Because people think that Solomon had money. Eh? So he was just dashing money. Dashing money. Solomon was dashing money. That's what you think. Of course, he gave Queen of Sheba a lot. <laughs> but he also got from Queen of Sheba too. Yeah, he's very strategic. He also liked the woman, so he thinks he's dashing money. There was a king called Hiram. Hiram was an ally of David. So when Solomon became king, Hiram tried to make alliance with him as well. Solomon, he was not a giver like that though. He was giving to God. Look at 1 Kings chapter 9. See what Solomon gave to Hiram. Verse 10. Verse 10 years. And it came to pass at the end of 20 years when Solomon had built the two houses, the house of the Lord and the king's house. Now Hiram, the king of Tyre, had furnished Solomon with cedar trees and fair trees and with gold according to all his desire. That the king Solomon gave him, gave Hiram 20 cities in the land of Galilee. And Hiram came out from Tyre to see the cities which Solomon had given him and they pleased him not. Someone look for some, <laughs> so, 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 something that he doesn't like. He just went outside the city. Verse 30. And he said, what cities are these which thou hast given me, my brother? <laughs> Bro. <laughs> and he called them the land of Kabul unto this day. Kabulos. And Hiram sent to the king six core talents of gold. Solomon did not change his mind. He was giving him that city. That's all. You think that Solomon was just dashing money and dashing things. 
He has just come out of a building project. What should he give you? You cannot help everybody. Focus. There was a time I couldn't help my parents as much as I wanted to. I took my time. Of course, basic things that they would need, I'll just I'll give it. I'll supply it to my strength. As I kept increasing and increasing, I was doing more. I was doing more. So today I've talked about savings. Tomorrow I'll talk about investment. Tomorrow I'll say some extra things about saving. I'll give you all the percentages. And they are not hard and fast rules. They're just guides. You can form yours. They're just guides. But 10%, your tithe, non-negotiable. Then, 20% savings. Now, when we say savings, it's not savings that you go and bring out to. <laughs> it's not the savings that, you know, the savings you know is, okay, 20% percent i put the savings. When I need, I'll go for it. No, it's not that one. The savings I'm talking about is money that, okay, what if you think your expenditure, okay, take for example, maybe I'm renting a home. All right. Maybe my pastor, I'm renting a home for service. And the hall is maybe um, 10,000. I had to lend this in a hard way, but then it was, it was very important. The Holy Spirit taught me. Let's say the hall is 10,000. And maybe the money that comes to me is like 7,000. But God insists I should stay in that hole. You, because you don't, you are not doing this according to the word of God. You are not seeing the hand of God. Because you are thinking, is that 7,000 you need? And add 3,000 to it to pay. You are making a big mistake. What you should do is, when the 7,000 comes, put your savings aside. Now, after that, we'll now think of the hole. You save first. When you save first, then you don't say, God, you know I've not paid the whole. What I noticed is that when I started doing that, I started noticing that money was now coming from different sources. Now, those money from different sources will never come because all I'm seeing is the one that is in front of me. He said the Lord shall command his blessing in thy storehouses. God's eyes is also looking at your savings. So don't think your money is not enough. If you think that one, one, one thousand Ghana cities is not enough, at the end of the month, once you get it, you pay your tithe, you take that 20%, 200 you put in an account, you know that this account, see, is unless uh, 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 they bring a, a knife, you will do your partnership eh? with the rest that is left. Your offering, with this, your expenditure, everything will come from the other one. That 20% is untouchable. Presently, I emptied a certain account of mine. My next target is to fill it again. <laughs> Have you found broke? You think, oh, the pastor, what you are saying? How can you never be found broke? How can you never? One day, Jesus went to, <laughs> he went to a tree. The tree did not have fruits. I would say it was not even time of the fix. Jesus vexed. Why don't you have fruits? I'm hungry. You don't have money. Let me tell you. Just before I end. How many of you, you were not having money one time, but you felt like you should give? Let me see your hand. You were, one time you were in church and you, you did not have money, but you felt like you should give. Let me tell you what it means. It means you were supposed to have money that day. 
means you were supposed to have money that day. As far as God is concerned, you were supposed to have money that day. Paul said, Achaia was ready a year ago. How come they called on you? You say, I don't have money. No financial wisdom. pray. You're walking in financial wisdom. Joseph told, he said, God will give you an answer. And he said, I have not seen a man discreet and wise. Then Joseph told him, he said, the seven years of prosperity. He said, when the seven years of prosperity come, he said, save. You see, what, what God is teaching you is, save. Eh? But don't let the saving become your God. You see, the saving, that's what he's teaching. That's why you can save money over there. Because Jesus had a treasurer, yet when he was asked for tax, he's calling money. He's not going to the treasury. The Lord shall make you plenteous in goods. Oh, pray the Holy Ghost. Pray the Holy Ghost.